What is going on, everyone? Welcome to this week's Pardon the Disruption. This one certainly will not disappoint for our loyal viewers. I am your host, Matthew Potter, short sale guy, hedge fund connection, and co-founder of the Family Tree at Real Broker. If I can help you grow your business in any way, go ahead and give me a holler. I'm going to get into how we do things around here. We will have five pre-selected questions, and each one of our esteemed panelists will get 45 seconds to answer, and then um, ultimately there'll be two minutes to chop it up after that. And then points will be awarded on the best argument that is given or whoever cash apped me earlier today. Um, not looking at you, RJ. Uh, we're going to go ahead and get into it with introductions around here with our reigning champion, uh, Mr. RJ Bates, this, that, and the third. Introduce yourself. What's up, everybody? RJ Bates, third here from Fort Worth, Texas. I just want to give a quick shout out to Steve and Leon, man. You guys, I, I looked at the questions. We don't have any NBA questions. So I wanted to throw in the NBA today by saying you guys are like the Detroit Pistons and San Antonio Spurs. You show up every night. You know you're not going to win, but you still show up. We appreciate you guys showing up part of the disruption this week. Wow. Just like that. We're, st we're starting in intros. All right. Next up, coming to us live and direct from... Richmond VA, we have Chris Jefferson. CJ, introduce yourself, boss. Chris Jefferson, Richmond VA, the U. Uh, I'm excited to be back another week. Everybody's looking fresh. I feel like skin, uh, Steve's skin is like a slightly lighter. Uh, so shout out to, uh, shout out to Steve. Um, you look, you, you know, happy birthday, Steve Drink. Um, Leon, I don't know if I've ever seen you with a hat, man. Good for you. And, uh, I was looking over RJ's shoulder and the way his head was sitting. I thought it said Tink. I see it says Think, but uh, it's good to see him as well. And Potter, my guy, man. What's up? What's up? What's going on, man? It's always good to see you. Yeah. All right. Next up, we have Mr. Leon. Do not forget the G, Barnes, Collective Genius. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Man, shots fired right out of the gates. I think everybody's uh, upset with me since I'm in Tampa at 75 degrees while everybody else is freezing their cookies off. Uh, well, I guess with the exception of light skin Steve. Um, <laughs> I'm old school. <clears throat> I'm old school. Uh, so I will take uh, the compliment of Pistons uh, and the Spurs because I don't live in today. I live in the past. And so I'm a bad boy. And I'm a champion <laughs> over five times. So I will definitely, definitely take that. Thank you, RJ. You're welcome. Man, that is that is outstanding. All right. Last, certainly not least, coming to us with the best lighting clearly today. Steve, Mr. Disruptor Trang. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Yeah, Steve Trang, real estate disruptors, closemarcells.com. Um, so we had uh, a meeting this week on how we can improve the quality of the show. It was very, very thought-provoking, very inspiring meeting. And as a result of our meeting, we were looking for two more panelists. So besides Leon and myself, we're looking for two more people to join our organization. People that will respect the professionalism of our organization and not be so disrespectful to my colleagues. So uh, if you guys want to throw your hat in the ring, just send us an email, steve at disruptors.com. In the meantime, we're going to go ahead and roll with the A squad here. All right, we're going to get into question number one. How can a wholesaler avoid burnout during the early stages of their career when they are still actively involved in most aspects of their business? Start us off, RJ. 
Yeah, I had the honor of interviewing Trevor Mock from Carrot yesterday, and he talked about his entrepreneur freedom formula. And he talked about an entrepreneur starts to be able to hire and delegate things out once they eclipse the $300,000 mark. 300000 a year to a million is really where you need to start delegating things out. Before that, you could pretty much do everything yourself. And it was thought provoking in regards to this question, you know, up until that point, you pretty much have to do everything yourself. So how can you avoid that burnout? Because it could take you a couple of years to eclipse 300,000. And I think that what we need to do there is, is find someone that's running the type of business that you want to run and mirror them exactly and avoid all of the other new noise. If you can do that, I think you can avoid the burnout and get there as quickly as possible. There we go. We got ourselves a very specific game plan from uh, RJ. I like it. All right, CJ, what are your thoughts on this? I, I just got burnt out. Like, let's go to RJ. Nonetheless, right? If you're a new wholesaler, here's I, I talk about this in one of our one of our programs, Hands Off Wholesaling, right? People get into the business. They want to be wholesalers. They're one person and they're trying to do all these different roles to complete one wholesale transaction. What I often talk to our students about is isolate on one part of the process. If you want to isolate like in hands off wholesaling, we say to isolate on acquisitions and hand your deal off to somebody else to do the rest of the work for you and get it closed. Or, you know, identify yourself as a transaction coordinator, be a transaction coordinator in a transaction, make some money. Uh, if you can identify somebody who has relationships, can find cash buyers, go find cash buyers and find people who have deals they need to move and make some money. Like that's the fastest way to avoid burnout as one person and the fastest way to actually start making money. There we go. I like it. All right, Leon, what about you? How are you avoiding burnout? So a couple of things here, both RJ and CJ had great points there. And I usually see people as real estate investors, wholesalers, when they're doing two to three deals a month and generally in that three to $500,000 range on an annual basis. So it's right in our wheelhouse. And usually what we start off with is elevate and delegate. In fact, our opening community that we have or for people that are generally doing two to three deals is called elevate. You've got to start delegating at that point, whether that's through VAs or the game has changed over the last 10 years. There are so many services that you can bring on to, to offset and, and delegate things that are not high uh, revenue generating tasks. Those are the things that you should really focus on, like TC services, uh, lead management services, <clears throat> cold calling services, you name it, they're available to you that you don't have to go out and hire uh, and you only pay when you need these particular services. The last thing I will say that no one's touched on yet is you have to make time for yourself. You have to recharge. Shout out to uh, CJ. You have to recharge. And if that involves physical activity, reading, you have to make time for the things that recharge you and actually bring you energy. You've got to make sure that you're doing both of those things and not just delegating. Definitely important to recharge. Uh, I love that, Leon. All right, Steve, what about you? What are your thoughts? So... I don't think RJ was listening in our meeting when we were talking about we want to have our show be more engaging, right? We don't want to bore our audience to tears. Um, so I, I look at two different things. First, you have to remember your purpose, right? When you got into the business, you got into the business for a very specific reason. Remember that reason. Remember your purpose, right? Whether it was changing your legacy, pursuing financial freedom, time freedom, whatever. Remember why you started because that's what you got to 
you have, you have to have that passion to push you through. The other thing, this is not gonna be PC, but don't be a baby, right? This stuff's hard. If you can't power through in the beginning because it's too hard, you gotta look in the mirror and ask yourself if this is a business for you. Because there is nothing but adversity. And once you get past the first layer of adversity, then there's the second layer of adversity, then there's the third layer of adversity. Chris talked about this last week or the week before. Like, there's not a point, it's like, oh, it's easy now. <laughs> it just gets harder and harder and harder. You have different problems. So if you're struggling initially because you're burning out, just know it's not going to get easier. So, Steve, on that point, though, I mean, I hear you. But the things that burned me out early on was not the actual business. It was I didn't have the funds yet to hire a bookkeeper and a CPA to do that. I didn't have the money to hire a TC or I didn't even know what a TC was. The things that we can delegate out once you get past that's why I brought up that $300,000 number is once you get to that point there and you're making enough money on a monthly basis to start delegating the things that can burn you out. So I hear you about the passion and the vision, but there's well, certain happened? things that burn it, you out. You couldn't afford it. So what'd you do? You freaking did it. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it's, you yeah, just I mean, when you I, do it. Go ahead, CJ. No, I mean, look, when you're starting a business, uh, you're starting a wholesaling. That's, you, it's not a business just because you got an LLC. All right. Uh, and so, you know, this notion that uh, you can just like do all these things without money is just is completely unrealistic. Most people get into wholesaling first because we don't have any money when we start. That's why we start off in wholesaling in the first place. So your, your primary goal to me should just be to go get some money. All right. And there's so many ways with wholesaling that you can quickly start to make some money. Again, if you focus on acquisitions, you can make some quick money. If you focus on providing buyer relationships, you can make some quick money. If you focus on doing uh, transaction coordinating and just helping people with their paperwork or managing their follow-ups, you can quickly make some money. And then you can then use that to implement some things as you start to move along. Remind me that if I ever have any issues, uh, the psychiatrist that I would not want to call is Dr. Trang. Because Dr. <laughs> Trang, I'm going to go in and sit on his Agreed. couch and he's going to tell me, grow up, don't be a baby. That's his <laughs> solution to not burning out. Hey, it works. It works. <laughs> It got me here. <laughs> All right. So what's the next phase after you say, hey, I'm not a baby. Now, what do I need, Dr. Trang? I need help with getting through those things that are burning me out. Because look, right. depression's you real. Know. Burnout is real. What What do we do to go and solve those? What's next? Can't just tell so, me I'm a baby. No, but I think you surround yourself, right? We talked about a lot on this show about finding a community, finding a tribe, finding other people that you can connect with and share your war stories with. But again, the reason why I say, like, don't be a baby, like, you know, Steve Jobs said this in an interview, like, you've got to find a passion. You got to be passionate about this because if yeah. you, without the passion, you will wilt and crumble. Right. You got to have yeah, a purpose. We, we talk about this all the time and each phase of your business, there's going to be a valley of death. Right. You get to the top of the mountaintop and you you think that at that two hundred and fifty you know, thousand dollar annual mark, you're going, man, I'm doing great. And then you just you, you, you tap out because you're now going into that next level, what we call the valley of death. In order to get through those things, you're absolutely right. You have to surround yourself with other people that can talk you through and that you can understand that if that person can do it, then so can I. So that's absolutely being a part of a community or even local, having local conversations with others that have uh, in, have been in front of you in the past. Because there, there's going to come that time. I don't care what level of business you have. You're going to have those hard times that you're going to come on to right after you have your best times. You can always call me, Leon, when you need to talk.
Well, I don't know about that. You, you're not a hugger and you don't like talking long on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'm sure everybody wants to award the point to uh, Dr. Trang on this one. Uh, this one's going to go ahead and go to Leon. Uh, one of the things I think he touched on, I, I think everybody would agree to, with this, but he touched on is you got to take time to recharge for yourself uh, every now and then so that you are not draining your battery down to nothing. You're useless if your battery's zero. I've I've definitely learned that, and I know everybody up here has as well. All you know, right, one way I recharge real quick just to add this is, you know, at least four times a year, I take Steve Trang out in the basketball court, and I just <laughs> rush him. Just absolutely crush him. It just gives me so much confidence. It just builds me up. Love it. <laughs> ding, ding. <laughs> All right. We're going to get into question number two. As the holidays approach, is this the time to grind or recharge uh, for the next year? Start us off, Leon. Well, this is actually my question because in my career, I've gone back and forth on this. And when I was younger, uh, in my 20s, I grinded the mess through the holidays because I knew no one else was working, especially as a salesperson. You know, those last two weeks of the year, a lot of people are taking time. Uh, and as I've gotten older, I've taken more of that time myself to spend with family. I think a good, happy medium here is for those uh, that do have uh, that time available, especially when it comes from a staffing standpoint. <clears throat> they should take the time that's made available do use that time to recharge but also if you are at the end of the year and you have goals you need to push to those goals that's why we set the goals especially if you haven't met them at that point point. and then from a leadership standpoint i think executives should be working and planning on 2020 uh, 2024 uh, and making sure that all those planning sessions they've had in the last quarter that they're starting uh, to to really get to a point where we're going to hit the ground running January 1st and make sure that you have momentum going into the new year. Solid. All right, Steve, what about you? Grinding or recharging? Combination of both. So Ren Bartlett is a friend of ours, and one thing he's, he's screaming right now is it's separation season, baby. This is the time where we separate right, and create distance between us and our competition. So when I was a solopreneur, December was always my best time. right? This is years ago. But December is always my best time because everyone else is taking it off. So my leaves are cheaper and I was locking up more contracts. So I always loved December. Wholesaling as an industry is a lot more evolved now, right? There's more systems and processes in place. So that doesn't happen as much now as it did before. But it's still separation season. And the reason why is that your Q1 is 100% determined by your efforts in November, December, right? If you take November, December off, you also took Q1 off. Because you're not closing anything in January, you take November, December off. So for me, it's separation season. Our guys are grinding, and we're enjoying it. There you go. All right, RJ. What about you? What are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, you know, we we call them quarters, which leads me to our favorite sports, football and basketball. I mean, I don't think the end of the fourth quarter or the beginning of the first quarter is where you should be taking time off. Um, and I think unless this is where you strategically planned on taking time off to recharge i think that's another thing that we're undermining here is that hey you do need to recharge like leon said in question one but it should be planned out when you're going to do that and how you're going to do that without your company suffering because of you recharging and and you know refueling yourself so for me it's always been like steve said this is 
separation season. I love finishing the year strong. Um, and then it also leads into starting the year strong. Uh, January has consistently been one of our best months of the year, uh, normally because of the efforts that we put in during December. Yeah, we enjoy the family time, but there's other days where we still go to work and we make sure that we're separating ourselves in January. RJ's locking up properties at Christmas dinner. Uh, he's a, he's on the he's on the phone. That's where he's gonna make his next ticket. Cousin Eddie, you looking rough? You need to sell your house. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What what about you, CJ? What are your thoughts? Grind time. Like in my in my RJ voice. Like what a snowflake question. <laughs> I mean, are you are you seriously telling me? Like, is this what people do? You know, it's like you're out here singing Christmas carols with people, going to tree lightings, going to brunch, like shopping at this, going to Target, just going down every aisle looking for gifts. Like, what the hell are we really talking about right now? If if if, if you are taking off, it, like RJ's point's fair, right? Like, you should rest, but like that should be like ongoing throughout the year. It shouldn't be like you get to December and just because it's like some magic holiday and it's Christmas and your kids to somebody's kids listening. Right. So then and you're sitting there and you're like, oh, okay, like it's Christmas. Like I'm just going to chill until the end of the, until the end of the month. And then I'll start working on my goals. I mean, are we, is this serious? <laughs> this is serious. This is but serious. So like, I, I think there's a lot of people in the real estate industry that confuse a holiday for a hollow month. <laughs> I'm just gonna say just something crazy. to everyone that's watching right now. That <laughs> is what influences right there. I just made Chris Jefferson talk just like me, baby. <laughs> that is influence. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. I mean, what, what, Christmas is one day. What are it's we really talking question. about, man? I mean, you this just question. taking off time to take off time. This question comes from, it's not my question. It is me pulling this from a lot of entrepreneurs uh, during, and not just real estate. During this time, uh, I do think our industry is a little different because of what RJ said about Cousin Eddie. Um, you do have a lot of people in town. I know between Christmas and New Year's, uh, I have put uh, in the past many a house under contract because someone was in town. Now, RJ's model obviously is a little bit different because he's virtual. But if you have family in town and they all inherited the house, guess who is there? Every signer to, to sign that contract uh, to sell that home to you. And so I, I, I brought the question up because it is a serious topic that a lot of entrepreneurs talk about. I think I think a lot of entrepreneurs that aren't really entrepreneurs get excited about opportunities to take time off opportunities to take time to rest. The people that depend on you, the people that families get fed from us, the people that are learning from us, the people that need assistance to sell their homes right now. Uh, I mean, they're not looking for you or, or any of us, I think to rest. Um, so, I mean, I think this is all just planning long-term over time, over the course of the year, not specific to any sort of holiday. I'll go back to one of the dates of our mine and Cassie story is the end of 2014 and grinding through November and December, where we closed the deal 
uh, December 17th, we had $11 in our bank account total and we closed that deal and we were able to actually enjoy our holidays. And then January 1st of 2015 was the day that we decided we are going all in on wholesaling. That is the day that we decided because we were working on New Year's Day. Um, go, so blending question one and two. No, baby, when we were when we were grinding it out and we were brand new, we were working on New Year's Day. So I think it's where you separate yourself from being successful or not. There you go. <clears throat> I like it. Look, just based off of the fact that he took a page out of RJ's playbook, we got to give the point <laughs> to CJ on this one. I mean, coming in hot. I knew just based off of one of CJ's posts the other day where it was like, yo, it's the last month, time to lock in, let's do work. Come like on, we, we all know that everything that's going to happen in January and February is like, dude, it's it it's predicated on the work you're doing in November and December. That's just the way that with, it is. With that said, though, Potter, with that yes. said, um, I will see you guys in January. I'm taking the rest of the month off. <laughs> <laughs> well, no one's going to notice. Man, Steve hey, is a man. Talk about your feelings later, though. <laughs> Oh, yeah. very nice. Yeah. Looks like you somebody get, got a gift under the tree early. Hey, you bet you better watch out, Leon. You need to pay that copay over to Dr. Train and Associates. <laughs> Light skin train, man. <laughs> He's feisty. All right, We're guys. Use that one for a while. Um qu question number three. What are your thoughts on what Ryan Pineda said? Here's a video for you people treat me now that I have a beard. Before when I was baby face and I couldn't grow a beard, I definitely did not command the respect that I have today with a beard. I haven't got it carded once yet. I got my own clothing line because I got a beard now and we're closing more real estate and business deals than ever. Now that could be because our skills and everything else are getting better too, but I think it has everything to do with the beard. So if you wanna start getting some respect, go out and grow a beard. And if you can't grow a beard, go out and get some minoxidil, which is just Rogaine, and start putting it on your face for six months and you can end up like me. Awesome. All right. What are your thoughts on this, CJ? What about you? Beard, no beard? Is it good for business? Start us off, CJ. The beard is great for business. It's great for life. I'm looking at Steve. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at Leon. And, it, it, you know, it's it's like I want to create a new charitable cause for people without beards. <laughs> Because <laughs> I'm like, dang, bro. I'm like, I'm looking at, I, I for Leon just told us how old he was. He said he's like, he played with the, he went to the Pistons games in the 80s. And I'm looking at Leon. And I'm like, he, looks like he's like, he looks like he's 17, bro. And I'm like, dang. I'm like, so he's got to go into a business meeting and it's got to be like dead serious. And I'm just going to be looking at him the whole time, like, who is this kid, man? Like, what's this guy got going on? It, look, beards are beautiful. All right. You know, look, it's in style. All right. Uh, if you can't grow a beard, I don't I don't know what this minoxidil stuff is or whatever. Um, I'm that's what I now I know what I'm getting these two guys for Christmas, man. Shout out to minoxidil or whatever. <laughs> Ryan Pineda is talking about, man. And uh, hope, it, can you imagine Steve train with a beard? Light skin Steve with a beard would be great. <laughs> Yo. I'm here for it. I want to see it. We need a beard on Trang in 2024. Absolutely. All right. <laughs> what are your thoughts, Leon? 
Well, uh, as the resident baby face of PTD, <laughs> um, it made me want to run out and get some Rogaine from a face. Um, I think that was the ad that he was placing there. In fact, my thoughts are it's the best product placement ad uh, that I've seen from a social media influencer probably in a very, very long time because why? It spoke to me. I can't grow a beard to save my life. Can you imagine 21 year old salesperson Leon walking into your business going, you need to buy this? It just doesn't work. And I couldn't grow a beard. Thought about a couple of times getting facial uh, hair implants and things of that nature. But this ad made me want to run out and get some of that, whatever that product was. That's outstanding. Leon with a beard is definitely something that's on everyone's bucket list right now. Absolutely. I look like I look like John for those old school uh R and B folks like in the nineties, I look like John B. If I had a little <laughs> look him up, Google him, you'll see it. Yes. All right, Steve, what about you? Beard, no beard. I think in my CJ voice it would be like, what are we talking about here? <laughs> right like seriously so i'm trying to think of all the people i actually look up to that have beers i can't think of any right it's pretty tough so can i trust them with a beard i don't know is that a trustworthy face so look right i can't i can't think of anyone right now in front of me anywhere else <laughs> man with a beard like do I want to hang out with them? I don't know. I just this this ad this this ad did not speak to me. I don't know what to say. Maybe I, Santa. I respect Santa. Yeah, I know Steve looks up to Santa. Absolutely. All right, RJ. What are your thoughts on the on the beard? I mean, Pineda is absolutely right. I mean, look at the results <laughs> here. I'm pardon the disruption. Okay, Leon and Steve, they never win. It's always me and CJ. Okay, and look, the host has a beard. Okay, now, if outside of part of the disruption, just look at podcasting. We'll use podcasting for an example. I mean, if you're going to watch a podcast, do you really want to watch Steve Train? Or do you want to watch me? I demand respect. Steve just, I mean, he demands three stars. I mean, over oh, and over Lord. and over again. Now, here's the thing. I think that Rogaine should sponsor real estate disruptors. This is what I think should happen. <laughs> and I think we should test out Pineda's theory with every episode's train rubbing Rogaine on his face. That's how real estate disruptors should start moving forward. What do you think, Steve? Listen, I, I'm not above it. I'm not <laughs> if Rogan so, came knocking and said, Steve, we'd like to sponsor real estate disruptors. My ears are open, right? So, so $20 real quick, is $20. So real that's quick, what, that's the saying in our office. Just to, just to go ahead and interject this real quick. We have actual proof of the minoxidil working. There we go. Boom. Pre minoxidil <laughs> RJ Bates right there. That's baby face Bates right there. Like Rogaine, holler at us at PTD show. Oh man, that's amazing. I'm pretty sure every Friday night I gave that guy my blockbuster card to rent my five years. No, man, nah, you, you missed that it. That guy definitely was... watches anime for sure. <laughs> That was my Pizza Hut days right there, okay? I was the guy delivering your your pizza. No one is surprised. That makes sense. That makes sense. (laughs) 
That is absolutely amazing. That might be one of the greatest rounds of all time on PTD. <clears throat> I'm not going to lie. Um, we're going to give this one up for Babyface Bates over there, but I'm also going to throw a point, point to Leon just because of the blockbuster uh, <laughs> comment. Because that, that was pure gold right there. It was. So that's how we're going to break that one up. We're going to get into uh, question four now. How would you handle your organization missing a goal despite doing everything right to achieve said goal? Start us off, RJ. So this is a, an interesting question. You know, I, I, I think we're using Florida State as kind of the, the inspiration behind this. I think as a leader, when you set a goal and you, you've done everything right, this is where it's most important for you to capture your team's attention and reset the vision on where you're headed and make sure you don't lose your team. Um, you see this constantly with sports teams where uh, a coach can kind of lose his his team members, you know, aspirations, their energy for where they're headed, and they just tank at that point. Um, and as business leaders, you know, it's really difficult sometimes because this could financially impact families and, and things like that. It's important to reset and then also to bring a solution to the table as to how you're going to achieve that goal. I call it, hey, you could either have an excuse plus a story, or you could come with, this is how we're going to resolve it, and here's the solution. Um, I, I think it's very important as a leader that you do that for your team. Otherwise, everyone is going to, to be lost. Awesome. All right, RJ, we, we, li we like it. Appreciate it. CJ, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, look, I, we've had multiple goals this year that we've we've missed on. Um, and my, my thought is always, like, somebody's got to rally the truth. I think RJ made a really good point, like, just about leadership. Uh, I think RJ and I are kind of pretty similar in this regard. You know, for me, like, when we miss a goal, my intent is always to get in the trench with the person that that is, like, front line for that particular goal, right? So if it's somebody that's, like, working phones, for example, like, I want to get on the phones with them. I want them to feel encouraged. I want them to feel motivated. I want them to feel like uh that it's okay to fall short of a goal i think sometimes we put too much emotion and too much feeling on missing goals like the the, the goals are goals for a reason like you're not going to hit them every single time it's how you rebound from it how you react to that failure and uh i think you do that by getting in the trench as a leader and, and helping push things along the way there we go we go further together all right CJ. we like we like it all right leon what about you so it's a hard one from a sports angle for Florida State. They can't do anything. That team will never be the same. They've got graduating seniors and people going to the NFL. So from that perspective, there's that's a tough situation for their coach to be in. But from a business standpoint, as a leader, uh, both CJ and RJ had great points there. I think there's three words that came to mind when I first saw this question, and it goes back to coaching. Um, it's it's first and foremost is celebrate because you did all the right things. If you did all the right things and you came up short, you gave me everything that you could. That means that we should celebrate that first and foremost. The second part is teach. Um, obviously in life, not everything goes our way all the time. Same thing in business. And so learn from it, get in the trenches. What could we do better than, you know, our best? Is there something better? Is there something that we missed? Teach learn lessons and then last but not least is rally if we missed our 2023 goals as a coach as an executive as a team leader 
let's go out and rally the troops to go crush our numbers for 2024. That's, I think those are the three things that you should focus on the most, especially if your team gave you everything they could and just came up short. Damn, motivational speeches by Leon. We, we like it. All right, Steve. I'm available for hire. <laughs> awesome. Just not through the rest of 23, right? All right, Steve. So there's two different things. Uh, if I was Florida State, I'll do what RJ did. And I would just complain and complain and complain, right? Uh, <laughs> like he, what, what the athletic director did, tore apart see, uh, the college uh, football, whatever the committee, right? I mean, he's like, this is uh, a disgrace to football. Uh, this is a travesty, a disgrace. You've ruined college football forever, right? He went scorched earth with this. And the reason why I say RJ is because when he was legitimately the third best closer in the original Closers Olympics, he went after Carlos for years. To this day, he still blames Carlos for his loss, right? <laughs> so just tearing down the system. I love that, that scorched earth. Internally, uh, if, if our organization fails to meet, meet the goals, we do what we call after action reviews, right? And it's nothing new. It's just something that's been around forever, right? Like what went well? What, what are the, all the things we did well? What are the things we could have learned from? You know, was it a failure of projection? Did we poorly estimate what the amount of effort required to accomplish those goals? Was our marketing off? Was our conversions off? Did, did we fail to spend enough? Right? There's all sorts of uh, in, in marketing, right? There's a, there's a lot of factors to consider. So even if we did everything right, was it just poor projections? So we got to internalize, uh, we got to inspect everything within the organization. So that's number two, but step one, just blame Carlos. I love what RJ did with Closes Olympics. See, I, thank you for that. I will say this though, here's the part that I don't like about Florida State's reaction is, yeah, the athletic director, the head football coach, they went scorched earth, right? But then, they, sh they show up, and, and the Orange Bowl literally now has had to cancel their media days because they're whining about it like little babies. Like, dude, they should have showed up to the Orange Bowl media day and been like, our goal is to beat Georgia, and we are going to be the Orange Bowl champions, okay? Like, they're not attacking this as if this is an opportunity. And I, I'm going to use an example. I'm a Texas Longhorn fan. I remember a couple of years ago we played Georgia in the Sugar Bowl. That was an incredible game as a fan and memorable experience. And the worst part about it was is Georgia phoned it in. They didn't even try. And I, I lost a lot of respect for that team and that coaching staff because of that. And I, I hope that Florida State and Georgia both show up for their fan base and for their student athletes where they're not phoning this in. It, it's losing like the what college football is about it's not about four teams playing for a national championship there's more to college football than that but tearing apart the system this like destroying everybody along the way for me is a way of demonstrating i got your back yeah right for me it's a letting my team know like look i will fight yes. for you yeah well I, I but i do i 100 disagree with what you just said there rj in regards <laughs> to the orange bowl um damn 100 100 percent and here's why what we we often forget in college sports is that it's college it's not professional right and if the orange bowl is canceling media day what do you think they're doing they're protecting those young men that they know are emotional to just got left out of the national championship playoff that did everything they could to get into it and they're the first power five ever to be left out so we have to remember these are kids 
These are 18 to 22 year olds in that range, right? Some those are adults. Now, now, hold on, hold on. They look like RJ. Now, RJ, hold on, hold on. They're not professionals. Leon, I know you're a Florida resident. Maybe you're an FSU <laughs> fan. You're not too far from there. These are grown ass men. All right. Uh, I mean, look, this NIL, just because you get become 18 and you go play college athletics at a power five high, high level, it doesn't make you still a child, right? Like, are they young adults? Are they maybe still kid-like? Sure. But look, if you can't, if, if everybody's going to coddle you, you're talking about athletes who have been coddled their entire lives. These are the, the people who play at Florida State, wherever they came from, Leon, they are literally the best players where they came from. Quite literally, the best players where they came from. They've but been they're coddled. not professional. They're Leon, not they've, been coddled, they've been coddled their entire life. College, to me, is about preparation and understanding how you're going to have to deal with being a professional. And part of being a professional, if they want to get to that level, is even when you had a bad game, even when you got dunked on, even when you missed the, the final shot, the ref made a bad call, you got an obligation to get up in front of the camera and talk about the game. And they Excuse need to be me. trained and understand that. Let me let me say it the way you said it earlier, okay? What the snowflake ish is Leon <laughs> talking about right now? Yeah, well, well, just for reference, uh, CJ brought up bad calls. We will agree to disagree. We will so thank agree you for to referencing. But I will say this: the Orange Bowl, the Orange Bowl is protecting their brand as well on this side, right? Because they don't want this whole game just to become about Florida State. So it's not just on those kids saying, "I don't want to go out there." And, and speak to the media. This is the Orange Bowl trying to trying to push this down as the narrative. Leon sounding like a politician. He's running for office. Um, but the CJ's point um, about a bad call, I, I agree with you. That was a bad call in that Suns Lakers game. They should not have called a timeout. So I completely agree with you on that, CJ. <laughs> of course, Steve's going to work in basketball. Uh, yo, in the chat, Vic Hall has this comment, and I think that this is spot on. NIL took away the argument of them being kids. Like, look, you, you're performing now. Like, you you got to step up to the plate. Um, not all kids. To, not all kids make a million dollars. On as that note, I petition that Leon loses a point for his answer being so wrong. Petition under review. We'll let you know after question six. You know, we'll see, we'll see how things let, go. Let your kid be a 19-year-old kid on a team that gets left out and see if you had the same response. I, I hope we're eight years away from that. Dude, Leon, Leon, I know you're not the parent that wants every kid to get a trophy, bro. No, no, you, you know better than that. Come on now. You know uh -oh. that. It, we're hey, Leon's got a lot of trophies. Leave him out of the leave, – leave his participation trophies out of the CJ. <laughs> oh, jeez. We're acting as if they were wronged here. Dude, let's lay out the facts. Florida State makes the playoffs. They're a 29-point underdog to Michigan, and they get crushed, bro. They're getting crushed, man. Getting Crush. Matt, uh, Potter, you should just go ahead and uh, grab this back because we'll be here all day on this time. Uh, yeah, no, no, no. Th this will be for the extended live cut PTD where we go an hour and a half. We'll, we'll go this ahead and bring this back. after hours. Catch us after hours. <laughs> all right. Um, originally, I'm going off of original uh, arguments. I love this. Uh, CJ and RJ were both talking about, um, you know, getting in the trenches with their people. Um, ultimately, at the end of the day, though, the image of RJ without a beard is still burned into my head. So point to CJ on that round. All right. <laughs> Qu question number five. This one's very important, and I'm excited for these answers. These better be well-informed answers. Taylor Swift was named Times Person of the Year. 
Who would you consider the person of the year for real estate investing? Start us off, CJ. Man. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Now, here's the thing. I really kind of got to give this the pace. Um, And not not even because I want to. I think he earned it, really. Um, I mean, the guy's been everywhere. Um, Talk about need and rest. I don't know that. I don't. I'm pretty sure I see I saw Pace this morning on a Zoom. I don't know if Pace has slept in four years. Um, so you know, I gotta give this to Pace because the the reach he's been able to create uh, for right, wrong, or indifferent. Uh, you got every new person out here talking about gator method, which is like just loaning a friend money, right? Like you got people out here talking about gator method, you got people out here talking about, oh, I just bought a sub two and wrapped it. Now somebody didn't pay, you know, it's all this stuff going on and it, and it all ties back to, you got people out here like RJ's folks, right? They're calling realtors all over the country talking about, they want to do creative offers and shit. So I got to give it the pace (laughs) because his, his, his marketing power has quite literally transcended the industry in the past 12 months. It's like everywhere and hats off to him, man. Real estate person of the year. Leon, give him a participation trophy, please. All right. And uh, I'm going to go with Pace, man. CJ loves marketing so much, it's not even funny. <laughs> we're just going to update to underneath CJ the marketer. That's, that's, that's going to be how he's going to show up from now on. All right, Leon, who is your real estate investing person of the year? Man, I might get uh, some backlash on the last two questions here, and I know I'm going to hear about this one forever, but uh, it's not just because uh, he's a really good friend. Um, It is because I've seen the impact that this individual has made, not only because the the penetration within their marketplace is the highest that I've seen of any investor uh, in the United States while, while changing the industry and how some people have made it through these high interest rates and a market shift. And that's Eric Brooking, you know, five years here that he was ahead of the curve of everybody else's novations plans that have come out uh, before. I have investors that have shifted from wholesaling that 90% of their business is now novations. And it's just not like he's a, you know, an influencer, an educator. He also is running a high penetration, um, real estate investment business in York, PA, and that surrounding areas. It's just, it's super impressive to see. And so for me, it's Eric Brewer. All right, there we go. All right. What are your, what are your thoughts, Steve? Um, what's CJ on this one is got to be pace, right? Cause like a lot of us, we we've had our rise, right? But some of us kind of plateaued or hit a certain level and then we don't really grow much further. You know, you look at, uh, Kong has been famous for as long as I've known him. Uh, Max Maxwell had his meteoric rise and then he's kind of like there, but like intermittently, right? Pineda's had a crazy rise, but Pace has had a sustained rise, right? He, like he, he, he didn't just blow up last year. He blew up well before then. And every year it's a significant jump, right? I mean, for him to be doing events with Dean Graziosi and Tony Robbins doing speaking in front of a thousand plus or whatever ridiculous sized audience, uh, having, you know, conversations with Alex or Mosey on a regular basis. Like there's just a lot of things going on. Uh, and, and you see the, the amount of work he's put out there. I, I think it's pretty hard to argue, 
against Pace Morby. There we go. All right, we got an, we got another vote for Pace. All right, RJ. Close second for your... RJ. <laughs> what about you, RJ? Yeah, I'm I'm actually surprised by the answers. Um, I I think the person that's had the biggest impact on our industry this year is Robert Winsley um, with Investor Lift, and and because of the impact that he's made on the wholesaling industry during a time where, at the end of last year wholesalers were frightened to death they were not able to move deals and robert went and made changes to investor lift without changing his pricing he went and added artemis mode and where you're literally able to stalk your buyers you're able to see how many pictures they clicked on how long they were on the email and your landing page these things are things that for two years ago, we would have never thought that we would be able to do now. And there is no competition for investor lift. He already owns the market. And on top of that, he's received <clears throat> astronomical offers for investor lift and turned them down uh, to maintain providing us an amazing product. I think on that level, as a vendor, he has changed this industry more so um, than pace and eric as educators and investors i think the reach has been more by by robert yeah i, think I don't think any probably... of those answers no i was just gonna say i just want to i just got to get rj's address because i think for christmas for him i think i'm going to get him <laughs> like hey i'm sponsored by investor lift patch and like <laughs> we're just like stick it on his we'll put it on his lower back we'll get him a lower back like one of those tattoos, like those water tattoos from back in the Tra day. Like a tramp stamp? Like, or? Bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Take that little investor lift and tramp stamp me up. Man. <laughs> I mean, RJ is not wrong, right? Like the, the investor lift, uh, the, the changes that they made in order to resolve some of the issues that we were facing, like mm -hmm. having those conversations with him is like, this is what we're doing. Here's what we're doing. Like, And like, he'll give me updates here and there. And I was like, this is just crazy. Like the stuff that he's doing at no additional charge, it's crazy. I mean, my my okay. thing is is I would go back and say Pace would probably have been like man of the year last year. I don't know what he did in twenty. Like, let's be real, Pace. You set the bar high, bro. You did twenty five hour lives. You did twenty six hours lives. You didn't go twenty seven hours this year. You didn't earn it, bro. Sorry, you got lazy. <laughs> I got a kid. And to my to, that's. I was going to say earlier that I don't think you can go wrong with any, uh, with any of any of those guys, but for me, Robert made a massive impact in in 2022 because of the market shift, for sure. Knowing Eric's business uh, as well as I do, and knowing how many people that and all three of these guys have made massive impacts, right? You've got sub two that wasn't a big thing until Pace um, blew up. Uh, you have investor lift that again buyers list nationwide buyers list wasn't a big thing until investor lift and then novation wasn't I, people didn't know how to spell novation let alone do it until eric started putting it out there and i've seen him help businesses go from i'm not sure if i'm going to be in business to transitioning to 75 to 100 percent of all of their deals are done through novation while still operating a fantastic business and that's why 
Uh, for me, that's why I put him over the top. But I don't think you go wrong with any of those guys. I, I want to say this, though. Shout out to Robert. InvestorLift is an incredible tool. I, I do think that it, it 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 hit mass in terms of like the benefit, right, in 2022, and it's just getting better. Um, but, you know, it, it opened up this wave of nationwide wholesaling. On, in the same vein, though, what, what Leon is saying about Eric, uh, I do want to give some credence to, too, because it is accurate in the sense that Novations became a strong conversation with in this in this changing market. Uh, a lot, I'm gonna put myself in this conversation too, right? A lot of people's business have been greatly assisted by the ability to put properties on the MLS and sell properties to people that traditionally would not ever buy our deals or even know that they existed. Uh, and there is definitely something to be said for that because you know that's, that's saving a lot of our asses at the moment. Uh, in without market. taking the without taking the deal down right a lot right, of us yeah. that take deal downs in hotel that's easy for well, us i, was, I used to be a huge game, wholesaler right before yeah. look before ptd and eric talking about novations i spent a lot of money all the time every month on doing wholesale transactions where you got to take on debt you got to take on risk you know all these different things i get on here i start hearing eric talk about novations i hadn't even Game done changer. a novation before exactly i started looking into it and i'm like damn i'm like all right this actually does make a lot of sense i don't know man leon might be honest i will say though i mean i love eric but he can't win this well, <laughs> that's luck. why i said when i started I, I knew i would hear about it for a while luck Similar to Time Magazine, a lot of times not everybody's going to agree with whoever the person of the year is. Um, you know, a lot of times it is kind of controversial. I am going to say, I am going to say this. I'm going to go with Leon on this one. I, I am, and the main reason why is no RJ. Don't shake, don't shake your head, bro. Come on, he's like a bobblehead over there. He's like, Arr. anyways, I see a giant massive <laughs> facial hair moving back and forth. Yeah, it's, some, somebody <laughs> somebody sent RJ some clippers. Um, <laughs> trim that up. The reason why is to Leon's point, the amount of investors that do novations now, and even agents that understand the process of novations is actually like astronomical. Like last year, I didn't know what the hell innovation was. I've done a lot of them this year. So, I mean, for the purposes of this year, we're going to give it to EB. You know, right now he's probably closing his window so the landscaper stops, you know, blow, blowing in his ear right now. But, you know, <laughs> shout out to EB. You are uh, the PTD person of the year. All right. We're going to get into question number six. Um, I'm sure everybody's seen this amazing meme floating around. Um, ING apparently is predicting that there will be six rate cuts to the Fed funds rate in 2024. Uh, is the Fed really going to drop interest rates six times next year? Let's go ahead and start us off, Leon. I don't know if it'll be six. I think after next week's CG, I'll know a little bit more. We've got Mr. Barry Habib that is giving us a, a market projection for next year. And by the way, uh, that's something that's available to the public. If you want to check it out, uh, it's uh, it's easy to find. Um, I Again, I don't know if it'll be six, but I've been screaming from the mountaintops on this show for at least a year that we will see change in 2024. Why? Joe Biden can't beat Donald Trump unless unless changes are made and people feel good about the momentum of recency bias. And the best way to get that momentum going into an election year, going into an election in the fall, the best way to get that momentum 
is to lower interest rates and get people um, spending money again um, and, and being confident about some of those changes. So I do anticipate that there'll be uh, there'll be changes. I don't know about six, but for sure there'll be interest rate decrease. All right. All right. What about you, Steve? What are your thoughts? I mean, I think it's preposterous. There's no way. <laughs> there's no way they would rig the game for Biden to get reelected. <laughs> right? Like, why would the Federal Reserve work with the federal government and Wall Street to get Biden reelected? There's no way that could possibly happen. Unless they're trying to win CJ's vote. But besides that, there's no way they would do this. <laughs> Just... Steve has absolutely remained <laughs> unequivocally the number one conspiracy theory guy right there. He he believes in it 100%. All right, RJ, what about you? Six rate cuts in 2024? Yeah, I, I don't know what Steve's talking about there since he's the one that voted for Biden on this panel. I mean, we settled that last week, okay? Um, you didn't get that season assist notice? Marrying no, us will be. No, my, uh, my answer is going to be... No, it will not be six times. That's too specific. There's no way in the world it's going to drop specifically six times. So my answer is going to be no. I do think they will drop it uh, because like what they said, the election and everything else. Um, but no, I don't think it's going to be specifically six times. I think it's just going to be because it's an election year. Um, and, and also all of the rumors have been it's not going to happen in 2023 there won't be any rate cuts until 2024 so they've been saying this now for at least the past couple of months so not six times though all right another vote for not six and another vote apparently for biden all right cj what about you what are your thoughts look i'm gonna say what my buddy jerome powell said himself you know, I'm fascinated by internet land sometimes. RJ calls it marketing, right? Where, you know, like there's a, there's a, there's a headline that comes out and, and people don't read the article. They, they don't, they're not informed. They don't pay attention to these things on any sort of normal type of basis whatsoever. So they see this like headline going around. It's a trending conversation in the real estate industry. Like now everybody's got an opinion or a talk point on it. The guy has said himself as late as last Friday that he doesn't even know. And he's not even sure, right? Mm -hmm. He says that he's. We feel like he feels like we've gotten things to a level of place, but he's he's not certain yet. And if it means that there's rate cuts that need to take place, hey, rate cuts may take place. But if they don't need to take place, and we need to hike them again, as late as last Friday, the guy has simply said he'll hike them again. So I just, I just is is befuddled the word. Yeah, it is right. You see, you see, you see all these clips on IG. Everybody's got a reel about it and all of this. And it's like, did anybody read anything about it? Did anybody actually look into what's actually said? Uh, so I don't think we can even really speculate if it'll happen or not. The only people saying that it's going to happen are the people that are up their ass in birth. Right. And, and they got all these properties. <laughs> they got. You got all you got all these guys with multifamily properties that are just praying to God every night every morning that please god will their interest rates drop they got stuff that's been in pre-development for years and these are the same people that get on the internet and they're like oh yeah now the rates are going down six times you got to make your investors feel a little bit better you got to make yourself feel a little bit better there's nobody knows See, they're um, at the craps so, table CJ, they're at the craps CJ. table come on four <laughs> right. yeah. CJ, you're saying we should listen to what jerome powell has to say the no, 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 no. That's not what I'm saying. Be, 
That's what I heard. No, no, no. This yeah. is this is what I'm saying. What I'm saying is the guy himself has said he doesn't know. So I think you can trust and accept the fact that they don't know yet whether they're going to increase, decrease so rates or not next year. Have us believe that we should listen to a guy who is now. Funded. Here's what I here's what I think you should believe. This is what I'm telling you that you should believe. You should think about where you're at in your business. If you're a long-term hold investor and your burst strategy, burr is your strategy or multifamily is your strategy, you should be having an honest conversation with yourself about risk exposure. There are literally people out here in all of our networks, mine included, that are telling people right now, hey, keep buying Burr, buy it at 8% interest rate or 9% interest rate, 10% interest rate. And hey, next year, rates are going to go down. You're going to be fine. Well, what happens when we get into the next year just because somebody told somebody that? That is and then such it an doesn't happen. Who was saying that? That is grossly, grossly <laughs> irresponsible. Um, right, right, but, right, right. No, I'm saying, I'm saying, if you're going to go out there and tell people to do something based off a of projected interest rate, like that is so. People tell people to do things off of self interest. It's okay. I mean, that is for me like just completely opening yourself up, up to all sorts of liability. Hey, Leon, who was the guy? Uh, um, was it from New Zealand uh, that spoke? It was the same event as Daniel Marcos, right? He's uh, like Matthew Pollard. No, no, no. It wasn't Matthew Pollard. No. It was a guy that. Um, yeah. Yes. Um, I, I'll think of it. I know he. I can't remember about. what it was, but he was an economist, and he basically he said like, "I don't know why you guys ever read newspapers or listen to the Fed or anything else. All you have to do is watch." I, I can't remember which rate he was saying, uh, but it's like just Bond watch market. this. Yeah, he's like, just watch this. This is the only thing that matters because there's like a 90% correlation between the Fed mm -hmm. rate as, as a, a lagging factor against, and I can't remember what it was off the top of my head. Uh, but he was like, yeah, everything else is just noise. Everything else is just to sell newspapers, to sell media, get people screaming on the TV, getting people make Instagram stories. All irrelevant. All you have to do is just pay attention to this one particular rate. CJ, um, can you let us know who that Burr educator is so we can potentially nominate them for 2024 or not? <laughs> Dude, listen, I just hope. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. I, just before the show, I'm scrolling on Facebook and in my feed, I see some. I see somebody in a Facebook group I won't mention where they've taken over a deal. They were doing Burr. Now they're negative cash flow. They've lost their job <clears throat> and they don't know what to do. All right. Like there's so many other unique ways that you can create cash flow if that because here's here's the problem. I think people get married to strategies and not concepts. If conceptually mm -hmm. your goal is to create cash flow, you shouldn't be married to just doing burr. You do things based on what the market allows you to be able to do. I've been a builder, I've owned apartment units, I've done note buying, I've done all these different real estate things brokerage. Real estate brokerage, shout out to the NAR, right? Because you do what makes sense. <laughs> based on where the market cycle is currently at. So if my goal is cash flow, there's so many other ways to create cash flow right now that's not Burr. Real quick. I've said it a million times on this show. I said, take what the defense gives you. And that's, no that's an analogy to the market. Take what the defense, the market allows for at that particular time and don't just force square pegs in the round holes. Real quick, just I want to give a shout out to CJ's director of marketing, man. This dude is so amazing. Look what he's done for CJ. CJ takes a question about the Fed dropping interest rates six times. He rambles for five minutes. And somehow he turns it into bashing some guru on the Burr strategy. And he turns it into a marketing pitch for the U. I'm surprised he didn't just finish it off 
with just dropping the U at the end, baby. Start flipping deals. Hey, the webinars. It's a hey, listen, it's a reason my students make so much money, man. Shout out to all the youth family. All right. Shout out to the youth family. So we're gonna have CJ versus Leon in the next election. This is what shout out to FSU and so RJ understands also. I'm my own director of marketing, so you know. Oh, okay. Hey, real quick. Um, did you or did you not vote for Biden? I don't I didn't vote. So there did. we go. I vote. I vote local. You, you think presidential elections matter? You you probably the same guy on January sixth that was up there at the at the thing <laughs> in DC. <laughs> you drunk that Kool Aid too, huh? <laughs> uh, shout out to you and Disney, man. <laughs> Yo, um. That, that was amazing. Uh, I am going to say the heat was absolutely brought by Mr. Marketer himself over there. Uh, CJ came in hot on that one, but he's not wrong. I mean, like, let's be real. Pal even said, and uh, it's it's just so everybody can have a talking point and feel good about themselves um, that rates are going to get, uh, you know, quote unquote cut. Um, so we have a tie. Between uh, Leon and CJ, uh, tiebreaker this week goes to who has the better beard. Uh, you know, just wrapping that up in our uh, in our show. So clearly, it's me. I'm I'm the winner today. Uh, now, uh, w- win for CJ today. It was a, it was a good show today. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I feel that we had a uh, a good time here. We're gonna go ahead and do some outros real quick. We'll start with uh, we'll start Didn't with Mr. Leon e- get three points. He did. And then CJ just got one. Like, dude, I know how to count, Steve. But CJ got two points. I don't know. Nah, it's third. It's third. Yeah, but it's th- it's shout third. Out to, it's that, that in the third. Damn. Shout out to Bernie. Shout out to Bernie Biden. All right. Shout out to Bernie Biden. Uh, I can't wait for the election, man. It's going to be great on PTD. I, can't, I just can't wait to just savagely crush you guys. All election cycles. It's gonna, it's, I'm look, if, talk about what I'm looking forward to. Forget a rate drop. I'm looking forward to that. Um, no, shout out to everybody. I had a good time today. Uh, RJ, good opportunity for you to win. I know it doesn't always work out, but it is what it is. Steve, uh, light skin Steve, man, it just looks good on you, man. Steve, <laughs> it really is. All right, you're my, you're my, you're my, <laughs> you're my favorite Asian man. It's good to see you, uh, Leon. Um, yo, shout out to FSU Sports. Uh, you know, they did, they just didn't deserve it, bro. All right, they didn't deserve it, they didn't earn it. All right, you just gotta accept it. Uh, but it's great to see you. Uh, Potter, come on, man. I owe you a call. All right. Let's talk later. <clears throat> today, man. Peace out, everybody. Much love. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Next up, Leon, say bye to the people. Well, I can officially say this is the first time I've ever lost anything for ble- being clean cut. Uh, <laughs> I've never lost to anyone with a beard in the past. Uh, and to wrap up that last question, um, if you are at the craps table and waiting on 5% or 4%. Don't wait for that six rate cut. Go ahead and take that five or take that four with that strategy so you can get out of debt uh, and going negative cash flow on that burst strategy that you've been doing for the last year and a half. It's been fun as always. This makes this episode makes me want to go out uh, and figure out how I get uh, Pineda's beard and get some Rogaine. I'm going to figure that out eventually and come back with one of those little pencil, you know, pencil beers, John B style. One of these days, by by the election, I'll have it. 
I don't know. I'm I'm feeling mutton chops on Leon. Like I'm, dude. <laughs> we need some chops on you. All right, Steve. Say bye to the people. Uh, well, I think RJ is pretty pissed at the moment. If, uh, if I'm being Good. honest, uh, <laughs> I think he should have a conversation with the FSU director. I believe he did everything right. I really believe he did everything right. Um, I, I I love the format for today's show. Hopefully, everyone else is watching today and appreciate it as well. Like we like I said, we did have a good meeting. We've made some changes. We executed a majority of those changes. So really happy with how it came out today. Um, and then, again, if you guys are looking for, uh, to be a panelist on the show, RJ and CJ are taking their talent somewhere else. Uh, they got to be happy during the meeting. So oh, just leave at disruptors.com. Yeah, that's so crazy. Real quick, if I could, uh, I don't know who this is. I got an anonymous text. It says no caller ID. It says, uh, RJ, is your beard a lace front? Google it, man. Google it. They might not have. I know they got lace fronts in Texas, baby. Google it, man. Unbelievable. RJ, say bye to the people. <laughs> Listen, the uh, the consequences of giving in to a narrative of the moment are destructive, <laughs> far-reaching, and permanent. Not just for RJ Bates, but for all of part of the disruption. I am very upset with you, Matthew Potter. This, this episode was a disgrace to all of the part of the disruption series. Force the earth. Okay? That's all you had to say. Uh, hey, shout out to Robert Winsley for being my man of the year. Okay? Uh, I'm going to yeah, All right. Sponsorship dollars is sky high, baby. Hey, you had your turn. All right? You had your turn. Get out, CJ. All right, shout out to Investor Lift for allowing uh, two 21-year-olds that don't know anything about real estate. Uh, we counted up yesterday. One of them is wholesale deals in 33 states. The other one, 22. Shout out to Robert Winsley and Investor Lift. That's all I got. There we go. Tattoo don't coming soon. Don't say yes. yeah. bye to me. T tattoo coming <laughs> soon to RJ Bates third. Well, we're waiting for it. Uh, it was a great episode today. We hope that you guys had as much fun watching it as we had uh, doing it. And we will see you guys next week.